Hello, my name is Emily Jansen, and this is the Leadership is Female podcast. I'm a female leader in sports. I'm the general manager of a AAA baseball team in minor league baseball, and I'm the first woman to hold this title in nearly 20 years. And I'm here with the Leadership is Female podcast to make sure that this amount of time never goes by again before another woman leads. Marion Wright Edelman said, you can't be what you can't see. So I am here to interview successful women in sport to uncover opportunity, learn the tips, learn from our mistakes, learn from our successes to get you to the top faster. Join me and my guests week after week, season after season, as we reach back to extend a hand to pull you forward. I will lead her forward because leadership is female. Today's guest, Jess Kleinschmidt, is a Reno native, which is super cool because that's where I live now, and a real, real hard worker. Her story is one of ownership, as in owning her own story, and hard work, as in the don't take no for an answer kind. She's candid as all get out, and I hope you enjoy what she's got to say. When Jess decided to pursue her dream, she blogged her way to an offer from MLB's Cup 4 when she was just on the verge of giving up on her dream. How many of us can relate to that? In our darkest hours, when it seems hope is lost, our dreams were crushed, it wasn't going to happen, did you see the light? In Jess's case, the door flew open just as she was ready to hang up her microphone, keyboard, and camera. This gives me hope. I hope it gives you hope. I hope her story inspires you. Second, Jess is now a public figure on NBC Sports in the Bay Area. For those of you non-West Coasters, that's San Francisco, California. She covers MLB's A's and the Giants. She's also on two successful podcasts, Corked Up and Bok Talk. Yes, Jess gets to share her talent, opinion, and beauty with the world, but this public access also opens her up for so much scrutiny. Jess gets vulnerable and candid in this interview about what people have said to her, trolls and the like, and how she gets through it. It's not as easy as just ignoring it. And she lays out some advice about how you can deal with the haters or just plain adversity or negative feedback in your life. Jess is one of the most authentic people I have met. Her brand is Jess Kleinschmidt, and she owns it all day long. Think about this. If you be yourself and find a way to be confident in who you are, which is also what Jess discusses, there is no pretending. There is one and only you, and you get to be that person. Before we jump in, I just want to remind you to not compare your beginning or middle, where you are today or the progress you have made thus far, to someone else's end. Jess might be farther along than you in her journey of authenticity and her sports PR career, and that's okay. Don't compare yourself to Jess. Consider following her advice or, heck, even leaning on her for support. She offers her email address to all listeners if you want to get in touch. So put on your seatbelts. Let's take an authentic, true, self-discovering ride with the one and only Jess Kleinschmidt. On today's podcast, we've got Jessica Kleinschmidt, who has worked for Major League Baseball and now is with NBC Sports in the Bay Area, covering the Oakland Athletics and San Francisco Giants. She's co-host of the Corked Up podcast produced by Momentum. Welcome to the podcast, Jess. So happy to have you. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm jacked up on coffee, ready to go, killing it today. Me too. Let's see. The mug I've got this morning is stay humble, hustle hard. I think that's, I love that. That's uh pretty, you were like a boss ass, like coffee cup owner. I just knew it. <laughs> I feel Damn. like that's important. It's important to have somebody in your life who has, who has a good coffee cup. There it is. Here's another one. Killing it. Killing it is holding my pens. I've got yeah. another one that says no bad days. Those reminders in the morning, I'm telling you, like they're helpful. They're yeah. very helpful to get you. I agree. I agree. <laughs> so tell us who you are, what you do and how you got there. Um, it's, it's a very unique journey, um, but my name is Jess Kleinschmidt. I'm a Reno native, which is wonderful because the Reno Aces did so much for my career. Um, and Weirdly enough, I mean, I'm a college dropout straight up. I, I tried school. I gave it 
I, I can't say I gave it the college try because literally I didn't, but I was working for the federal government at the time and they were paying for my school and I was as a great cushy job, but I was, you know, thinking about myself growing up. And the only time I felt I was the most confident and I felt like home was at a baseball field. I played literally growing up and I played Babe Ruth ball. I played up until my sophomore year of high school and I was determined to be the first female MLB player. That's what was going to happen. I was like, they're going to make certain hats to put all my hair underneath. It's going to be a thing. This is what's happening. As time goes on, apparently like back in my day, I, which I don't want to date myself. I'm not that old, but I couldn't play baseball as much as I possibly could. So I switched to softball um, and I'm still working my government job and all this other stuff. And it wasn't until I kind of sat there one day and I was like to my work best friend, I was like, hey, I think I'm going to quit my job. And I was at the Bureau of Land Management for eight or nine years. Um, I got like a really good summer internship and they couldn't get rid of me. And I was like, but I've been blogging a little bit um, about the A's. Somebody's bound to pick me up with my 1000 Twitter followers. I feel like I've, I've had it made. Um, and growing up, you know, I went to my first A's game at 12 and I was like, I told my dad, I'm going to cover this team. And that's what happened. I, I quit my job. Um, I dropped out of college and I was like, I'm going to move to the Bay area and I'm just going to make it. Um, I moved to the Bay area, did not make it. I was like working all these side jobs after leaving a very prestigious, you know, federal government job. Um, and then I was like, well, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to go back to the to Reno and figure something else out. Um, and as I got to Reno was when I got my first real paying um, gig. It was for a fantasy sports website, but we also wrote about content. So like if Tim Tebow hit a home run, we'd write about it, you know, cause obviously Tim Tebow is going to be in the bigs. I really thought he was still has a chance, but that's Every, just, everyone did. I he really, all the hype. Know, I was pulling for him. And if anything, he just gave us a lot of clickable stuff. So I was like, I like this guy. Um, and, and I had an amazing mentor there and he he's the one that kind of gave me my first real real opportunity um but that opportunity ran out because it was kind of a startup thing um so I was let go laid off and I was freelancing for about six months and that's kind of when my aces coverage kind of stepped up I was like well I'm living in Reno let me go to the the stadium and try to get as many interviews as I possibly can I was writing for like 12 different websites just to keep my you know, pay my car payments and do all these other things. And freelance life is tough, man. Like it's not made for me. And um, so as time went on, I applied for MLB.com's cut four. And it was funny because I happened to know somebody at MLB.com and I was like, hey, and he's like, oh, I was just going to text you. There's this career opportunity at cut four. I think you'd be great for it. Three other people sent me this, this opening. It was really weird. And I was like, I'll apply. And my friend was like, well, I work for MLB.com. Let me write them a letter of recommendation. Um, and so I go through the interview process. And this was the first time I ever heard of Zoom. And this was three years ago. So when Zoom came back, I was like, oh, like, okay, I remember Zoom. Um, and it was a two hour process. Um, and it was, it was long, but it was really fun. I got along with everybody. <clears throat> But I didn't hear from them. I sent a follow-up email saying thank you, which is important to do, just to at least keep the conversation going, have them remember you in case you actually don't get the job at stuff down the line. And um, I didn't hear from them. And I and I was talking to one of my best friends, Melanie Newman. She's the first female play-by-play -play for the Orioles organization. And she was going through the same thing as I was. She was doing minor league ball and killing it. And I'm on the phone crying with her. I'm like, Melanie, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. And she was like, Jess, if you quit, how the hell am I supposed to do anything with my life? And I, on the other line, there's a New York number that pops up. I'm like, cool. Another, you know, sales guy wanting to talk to me and I'll, you know, maybe I'll talk to him because I'm kind of lonely right now. I don't know. Like, we'll see. So I let the call go to voicemail and I'm in tears because I'm crying that I'm I'm done. I tried, I gave two years to this industry. What can I do? And as Melanie's telling me not to give up, I'm getting a call from cut four and I called them back and they're like, we'd love to have you. Um, and at the same time I was getting two other job offers. One was another, it was a newspaper, like a, a sports editor for a newspaper in the middle of nowhere, but they wanted to revamp their content. And I was basically going to spearhead the digital and that, that would have been cool in and of itself. But 
just cut four was the perfect because it's it's fun and it's sexy and it's crazy and it's unique and it's authentic and that's what I was trying to be so I worked there for about a year and a half which was so much fun uh, you basically get to blog about baseball with all of your friends and I did that from here in Reno or sorry I'm, ba- I'm back in the Bay Area from back in Reno and um did all that and then that's when NBC came through and they liked that I was a blogger and I was like different and unique and so they um recruited me and I've been there for about two years and I was just hired as a digital basically content producer and then I started doing all these things they gave me a podcast and a show there they I'm covering the A's and the Giants a little bit more but I'm also covering the other teams so I'm kind of doing all types of stuff and I mean that's the cute version after a bottle of wine mama I'll give you like I was like just done I was crying you know eyelashes falling off (laughs) eating pizzas and pound cake I was really into pound cake there for a little bit so like all of that stuff so it was there was some shit show parts of it but I'm very thankful for those parts um but in the end this is where I was meant to be and I knew between the hard work and God and my friends it, it ultimately worked out and I'm and I'm thankful for the hustle and the, and the, the really crappy times that I went through. Cause it was totally worth it in the end. Yeah. And you really told us about your, your tipping point there. I mean, if, if you guys heard that Jess was in the darkest hour about to quit her dream mm-hmm. when the call came through and that's the definition of a tipping point. Like you don't see that door ready to open for you. And, and it happened for you. And since then it's been a cascade of opportunities because you do hustle, you put in the work, um, you define authenticity. And um, we're so glad you're here to share more of your story today. And so I got to ask you, as a reporter covering all these pro sports, how do you how do you do it all? Um, what is your day-to-day season-to-season responsibility look like? Um, what is NBC Sports asking you for? Give us a little insight into your work life. I have no idea how I do it. And I was joking with you heading into this. And a lot of it is a lot of organization and I'm color coding everything. I have a physical planner that I have to use, but I also put everything in my phone. Um, and cause it, I have like kind of a scheduled, I guess, shift at work, but mind you during the baseball season, my schedule is just like, it goes around the A's. Most of my job, Emily is waiting around for men. That's just what it comes down to. When is the game going to start? When does it end? When are they going to show up to their availability? Um, And obviously 2020 kind of threw a wrench in my routine of covering the game. It went from like being on the train, checking the schedules, checking when uh, batting practice starts, when the media availability is, when the clubhouse opens and making sure when the other clubhouse opens, bringing tennis shoes, because I can't just walk in heels the entire time. So it changes very like day by day, which I love because I need that in my life. Um, But a typical day is I wake up, I go for a run. I kind of just like chill and get myself ready for that. Listen to angsty music and pop and sometimes like really weird rock metal. It just pumps me up. I don't know what it is. And then um, I check my, my schedule. I, I do two Bach talk interviews a week. So I'll figure out who my guests are, work around them. And then I have one corked up a week and that's usually in the evenings. Cause luckily Rachel Luba, my co-host, um, she, she works for herself. So she's amazing. We kind of, she kind of work ta- tailors to my schedule. Cause I usually have to go with whatever else is available. Um, and I'm usually busting out two to three, four articles a day. Um, and then I'm editing other articles as well, like the other insiders, like the Niners, the Warriors, um, Raiders, Sharks, all these other teams. Um, and then I'm trying to figure out the next thing I could write because I love being creative. So I'll watch it like MLB Network and I'll be like, oh, that's a good A's article. That's a good Giants article. Um, and so I kind of do stuff from that, whether it's aggregating for something, you know, if somebody pitches or I find out some scoop from something I'll write off of that <clears throat> and I'm you know gathering my own guests I book all of my own Bok Talk guests which is insane I think we're 10 months into it and so I've done you know two guests a week do the math because I mean I'm a college dropout I can use that for everything like I don't know the math like whatever um so it's that and then I write off of those um interviews as well 
Um, and then it's a lot of social media stuff, just, you know, cause we have a merchandise line with corked up. So I'm doing all that Q and a stuff. I do appearances like this probably two or three times a week. Um, so it's just making sure all of my stuff in my planner is color coordinated. You can look right now, Emily Jansen's in yellow, Bach talks in pink. Don't ask me why I color coordinate them, but I have to. And it's just, you know, also checking in like Melanie, me, my, Melanie and I have a group chat and I can be one minute complaining about like, my schedule's insane. Oh, this baseball won't, this baseball player won't get back to me to be on the podcast. And then it's like, boys are stupid. My dating life sucks. So you need like the balance of that. And you need somebody who's as insane as you to say, I'm going to work in sports media type of deal. So you have to just sometimes fake it, be like, I got this. Even if you don't got it, you just got to got it. Um, so it's a lot of motivation in, in those things, but I try to stay as organized as possible and not think about it too much because if I overthink things, then I just like crumble and I get anxiety. And then it's just like, mm, that's not going to work. Um, and you also need to remind yourself like NBC sports would not give me all these opportunities if they didn't think it could handle it. Um, and so it's everything and it's good but you're also allowed to say no to some things like, and I love that about them too. Like, Hey, like I'm double booked. I cannot do all of these things today. Can you help me with one thing? And they've been amazing taking a few things off of my plate when it comes to that. So the support system that they have is great. Um, and even if I want to do appearances, like there was one week where I had like seven appearances um, and I had to cut some of them off. Like, Hey, you know what, can we reschedule? And they're great about it and everything like that. So it's, I wish I could give you an actual word how I do it, but I have no idea. I just kind of have to do it. And, and that's what I did at the beginning of my career. I was like, how am I going to do this? It's like, well, I don't have an education. Well, I don't know this, but then it was like, well, wait, why are you making up all these excuses why you can't do it? And it's just like, you can create your own thing. And that's what I kind of did. Like I did not play major league baseball, no matter what I do, no matter all the things I accomplish, if I'm sitting next to an analyst, who's a former player, I will never be able to say, oh, we have the same MLB resume. It's different. So I kind of made sure like, well, that's perfect. If I want to be different from everybody else, I might as well just approach it that way. So for me, it's just networking a lot. And, you know, I have people on my podcast that are like, I've always wanted to be on your podcast. And like, I'm like nobody, you know, and that's cool. So it's a lot of that. It's a lot of just like rooting for yourself, being your own cheerleader, because at the end of the day, if Melanie is telling me, hey, Jess, you got this, but I don't feel like I got this, it's, it's, it's a wash. So it's just knowing that you can do it. And if you can't, that's okay too, but don't do it because you don't, you can't do it. Do it because like, maybe you don't have enough time or your energies ran out. So that's, it's insane, but I actually like thrive off of it. I absolutely love being overwhelmed with stuff to do because it's what I prayed for. Why am I upset about all these opportunities when this is what I've always wanted? I love that you said that, like, why would I be upset about it? That's what I prayed for. You mm -hmm. wanted this career and you're leaning into it. And yeah. a lot of the tips that you laid down right there were asking for help, mm -hmm. not being afraid to say no. Yeah. The color coded calendar. I think Love everybody the color -coded loves one of those. Calendar. You yes. need a digital and you need a paper. Yeah. I've been saying that for years. Yeah. Um, have an outlet. You have a great group of women around you that mm -hmm. you can lean on to talk about business or personal. Um, it's yeah. really important to, to get it out and not, not bottle it up, mm -hmm. rooting for yourself and knowing that you can do it. And yeah. so those last two rooting for yourself and knowing that you can do it confidence, you have confidence. That is a skill set that you have honed and mm -hmm. you're great at being you and you're so authentic. And so tell us, how do you do it? Um, how, how do you build that skill set? How do you keep leading your life with the confidence um, that you need to get the job done? It's like one of the most difficult and easiest questions to answer. And, and the reason why is because I call it the eight mile complex because in the movie eight mile at the very end, Eminem just is like, this is what's wrong with me. These are my imperfections. And he drops the mic. So homeboy on the other side can't be like, this is wrong with you. You already know, you already know about your imperfections. That doesn't mean you're a bad person at all. My imperfections could be anything from like 
I'm impatient or I get anxiety or I, if I'm hungry, I'm pissed off, but like, that's just normal. Right. Um, and so it's kind of like that, like, I'm aware of the things that don't make me perfect. However, my imperfections might not be an imperfect imperfection to somebody else. So for me, it's just like you said, leaning into it. And I, I always, I'm very open about like, I'm not college educated. You don't have to hurt my feelings. I also don't have student debt. So like F you dude, like if you're mad that I don't have all this other stuff and, and all, and everything like that. And I also try not to have imposter syndrome. So I, I have like, I've done some really cool stuff in my career. And sometimes I feel like I'm not worthy of that. And the moment I have that, I have to think of myself as like this defensive bubble. And you see this negative comment coming at you and you're like, wait a second, I see it coming. You're better than this mama. Like you deserve all of this because the one thing I can say is you will find, you have to, if I work so hard that you will never be able to say she does not work hard. So it's the one thing that I can't be like, oh, she got here because she had the right hookup or anything like that. I have no, I, ha I did this all on my own, hundred percent. And once I got there, then you get the people to kind of back you up. So for me, it was at the very beginning, I was trying to be the next Katie Nolan, the next Sarah Spain. And I was, I was looking at them like, oh man. And it was funny, Emily, because I was on a show once I was doing an appearance like this, talking about my career. And I would always say like, well, Sarah Spain and Katie Nolan are doing a great job being themselves. Like, shouldn't I be the first Jess Kleinschmidt? And I was listening to an Oprah Winfrey podcast, Quain, she said, cause she's her background's in, in journalism too. And she went on the, on one of her shows back in the day when she was working in Baltimore and they were like, wait a second, what, who was that? And Oprah was like, I don't know. It's kind of this Barbara Walters thing. And it was like, why would you try to be like Barbara Walters, Oprah? Oprah was being told, no, 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 stop being that. Be the first Oprah. Mama went on to be the first Oprah. Like, come on. So I would always preach that. And to hear Oprah kind of say what I've been saying, I was like, we are on the right direction. And, and that's what happened. I went on an A's uh, pregame show and AJ Puck had just got injured. So I couldn't be too, too Jess. Cause he, I had to talk about a serious issue with, with his injury. I didn't want to F up any of the languages. I get a text from my mom and she's like, who the fuck was that on A's pregame? And I was like, what do you mean? I was like, she's like, I like, you sounded weird. And I was like, well, you know, AJ Puck got injured. I didn't want to mess it up. She's like, that's fine. But if I was in the other room and didn't see her face, I would not recognize that was you. Cause I was trying way too hard to be what I thought was a good reporter. And when I took over the A's coverage, the first thing my boss said is do not try to be Susan Slusser. Don't try to be these, these people just be Jess. Like, don't do anything too stupid, but like my language that I write with, I want people to feel like we're hanging out, watching the game, drinking a beer. And you can, you don't have to always do that. You do have to be careful when it comes to certain wording and stuff like that, but you don't have to change who you are just so your ideal of what this person needs to be will be comfortable. And, and I talked to Rachel and I talk about all the time, even the way I dress, the way I put my makeup on, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to be inappropriate, but I'm not going to water down who I am just so somebody feels comfortable. And, and, and I, as a woman, I don't want to make anybody feel like, oh, I have to act like Jess. No, be the first you because there's, there's one of me and that's enough. I'm a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't need any more of me. There's too much already. So it was from that perspective, but it was also like when I would go on a date, you know, if I were going on a date and I was acting like somebody else, I couldn't sleep that night. Cause I was like, ew, who was that? So even if I'm, if I'm hundred percent myself, whoever's on the other side, whether it's a date an interview, a new friendship networking, I'm going to go to sleep at night knowing I presented who I was, how that person reacts to me is none of my damn business. It is none of my business because I'm myself and I love who I am. And the people in my life appreciate my authenticity. They appreciate that I'm blunt. They appreciate some of the not so great things about me, but they love me for me. And I need to do that with myself too. And we all go through it. Like, like you said, on social media, my, my Instagram is a highlight reel. Sometimes I'm a gosh damn mess. 
Sometimes I cry for no reason. I get mad when a guy doesn't text me back. That shit happens. A girl that looks like me gets ghosted. Let's just call it like it is. And I work in fucking sports. I'm awesome. I get my heart broken. These things happen. And so you have to remind yourself of that. And I told you, I got a really nasty text message the other day, simply because I was really good at my job. An anonymous message called me a very bad word that I won't even say. And I drop F-bombs, but this word was bad. So it's just kind of like from that thing. And you have to remind yourself, it's okay. And Melanie Newman, of all people, I gave her a spine because she was scared to say stuff. And I'd be like, Melanie, if you're just going to take it, people are going to continue acting that way. And my life is one bit falling on my ass and getting myself up again. And you have to do that. It happened in Little League. When I'd make an error, it was because girls shouldn't play baseball. When Cody Croxon, the shortstop, made an error, the guy was having a bad off day. So I've always taken that into consideration. I'm going to work harder. I'm not going to be able to say I have an MLB background, but I'm going to say that I'm going to work harder and I look at the game a different way. And that makes me authentic. And I feel like there's no competition when you are your truest self. And it's just, I have zero time for bullshit. We're going to get stuff done. And that's where we're at. So, whoa, (laughs) I've got like a page of notes after all of that. And here's, okay. First of all, it kept going through my head. There's just one and only wonderful you. Mm -hmm. Like everything you said, it just kept coming back to me like that little quip. Yeah. And you're Jess. Mm-hmm. And if you guys listen to what she said, though, there are so many ways in which confidence is a skill set. And if yeah. you listen back to what she said there, there's so many things that she does every single day, reminders that she gives herself, mm-hmm. recognizing that she has imperfections, yeah. knowing what those are and not letting them ever be used against her, mm-hmm. owning, owning those dressing the way she wants to dress. That's, that is part of your morning routine. How do you get up? How do you take care of yourself? How do you leave the house? That is another rep in your confidence building because you're building that skill set of this is me. This is what I wear. This is how I do my makeup. This is how I talk. This is how I write. This is how I interview. And day after day after day, that is building up the confidence that creates who you are, who you authentically are, so that you're not even tempted at this point in your career to try to be somebody else. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's, and it's even from, you don't want to self-deprecate. You don't want to be like, oh, I'm this, I'm that, because I struggle with that too. And that was hugely a defense mechanism, but you also, it's the same thing. Like, I mean, I have quotes that pop up that I send reminders to myself, like, and, and some days aren't going to be great, but it's how you come back from those not so great days, you know? And and it's, it's work. You have to work on yourself constantly. And it may be just like a bubble bath. It may be a glass of wine. It may be like, maybe I can't, I shouldn't watch LB network right now. I need to get off Twitter. I need to like do, I need to go outside and do every, everything, but it's all about like taking care of yourself and your, your mentality is 90% of that physically cool. Go work out, go get your nails done, get your hair done. But a lot of it's emotional and mental and we often forget about that because we want to look a certain way on Instagram and we want to do, be like the perfect girlfriend, the perfect reporter, the perfect sister. And we're not, think about moms. You're a mom. There's no way in hell you're like, I'm a hundred percent doing this the right way. It's gotta be tough. I don't know that. I'm just the cool aunt. I have zero responsibilities. Like if I don't have to change diapers, if I don't want to, it's great. And you always want to be the best mom. You always want to be the best sister, the best girlfriend, but it's not always going to be how you picture it being best. But those dark moments, like we talked about those tough moments that you're like, okay, what did I learn from this? And you need to take it. Even if it upsets you, let it upset you for a little bit. Be like, this kind of sucks. I'm upset for a little bit, but how am I going to move forward? And it's, it took me a long time to get here because I was trying to figure out who I was. And then when you do discover who you are and I'm, and I'm 32, I'm still figuring things out. You're like, okay. So when you treat yourself, you see that like those negative things coming and you know how to like kind of elbow them away. And that's, a, it's an amazing feeling. 
Yeah. And I want to talk a little bit more about that because you're so right. The mental piece is the Mm -hmm. most difficult, like what's happening between your two ears can take you from the best place in the world to your mind within a split second can recall all the things that your haters laid out for you and, and take you down. So do you have any tips for the rebound or for how to get through that and get to the other side to be back to Jess or Emily or whatever your first name is? Like, how do you get back to being you when you've dealt with haters or you've dealt with um, a failure? It's, I want to say it's easy. I, I wish I could say it's easy, but I'm kind of glad it's not. Like, I feel like the way that God presents a lot of things for me, he needs to shake me. Like he needs to introduce, reintroduce people into my life and have them screw me over to be like, this person's not part of your life. Same thing with like physical or emotional stuff. So I'm a big journaler. I love journaling. Um, and I, and I like to read a lot, which reading, I wish I could do more of, but I read for a living. So a lot of times I'm just like, Oh, I want to read this great, you know, Brene Brown book, but like I'm exhausted. I read 45 Steph Curry articles today and I'm just tired. So that's, that's different. Um, and a lot of times you really do need to have those dark moments. You need to feel them. You, you really do not too dark. Make sure somebody knows you're going through some shit. You need, you need like, I need like my group. I need my Courtney. I've been friends with Courtney since I was 20 years old. She's back in Reno or for 20 years now, I should say. And, um, you need that person who's just like, I'm here for you, whatever you need. And then sometimes you do need to just like be sad, be sad in your bed for a little bit, but, and it's, I don't even, I wish I could say like, and then you're like, oh, I'll eventually feel fine. You don't always have that moment where like, oh, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. Cause sometimes you maybe you don't think that you will be, but what you really have to do is remind yourself you've gone through some really tough times. My dad died when I was 19. There's no way in hell I'll go through anything that was worse than that. And breakups have happened in my life. I've been laid off. I've been fired and I've gotten through all of that stuff. And sometimes if I'm mad because maybe a podcast didn't go right, a guy didn't text me back. I'm not getting, I I don't feel like my career is at the right path where I want to. You need to remind yourself like, wait, I, I made it through that pretty okay. Why is this any different? And you have to remind yourself, sometimes you're just going to have an off day. Planets aren't going to align right. The guy, the girl went home on the bachelor that you really wanted to win. Like some things are just not always going to be okay. And I think it has to do with that. Remind yourself, oh, two days ago, I was thriving. Nothing could stop me. But you need to remind you. And it's very humbling too. Oh, this is reminding me to stay humble. God was like, oh, I'm going to bring you this because mama, you've been a little too conceited. Got to kind of humble you a little bit. I'm going to make sure that guy doesn't text you back because you're a little bit too high up on yourself right now. And it's like, okay, cool. Great, great. Um, And so it's just, it's stuff like that. But try to like remind yourself that this is only temporary. Most of the thought you're thinking of, you're overthinking. I became an overthinker last year because you're, I'm sitting in my room 24 seven, just about. And that a lot of times you're feeding into these, these thoughts and you're like, oh, maybe that person who did call me a bad name on Twitter is correct. I'm not that great. And you're basically injecting steroids into that thought is what you're doing. They say you're negative and you're giving them more juice to confirm what they're thinking and they don't even realize it. And then they're living rent free in your head and you don't want to be that person. So it's a step, it steps, it steps, it steps. But if you remind yourself that you went through some stuff before and you made it out okay after that, feel it for a little bit, text your friends, be like, I need an inspirational quote, or I have a lot of friends who are like, can you just tell me like a nice story? Or can you remind me how awesome I am? Because I'm forgetting at this moment. A lot of my friends will be like, oh, I got you. And they'll write me a list of the things that I'm amazing at. And all of my friends, we all look at each other for, we all look up to each other in a good way. So if my friend Danny is, is having a bad day. I'm like, no, no, no you're inspiring because of this reason. You have to remind yourself that pe- that you're the reason why you're still like, people are still here on this earth and everything like that. You are loved 
doesn't matter how you feel about yourself. People do love you. And eventually maybe you don't love yourself at the moment, but you will. And it's, it's a journey because it's not just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be fine in like 14 seconds. Let me just feel it. Let me just feel it. Cause sometimes it's not 14 seconds. Sometimes it's 14 hours. Sometimes it's four days, but you always end up okay. It's that time of year, one of my favorite times of year, annual goal setting. We get to make the choice on what we want to pursue for the next 12 months. Do you need some help? Do you need a guide to take you through this annual practice? If so, head on over to my website, emilyjansen.com, and download your free guide to creating annual goals. One of the reasons I love this practice so much is it allows me to reflect on the current year and plan how I'll grow in the next I've had this practice for several years, so it's fun to look back and see just how far I've come. Join me in being a goal getter and download my free guide at emilyjansen.com. Don't forget to share your goals with me and other Leadership is Female listeners by following me on Instagram at emilyjansen and hashtag leadership is female. You have an athletic mindset. You are tough and yet calm under pressure. You are a leader, a hard worker, and a believer in the process. Now is time to put it all together. Athletes seek an edge and the Win Again Academy will give you just that. Visit markmoyer.com slash winagain-academy. Register today for a virtual networking event in the club room. You won't believe the people you'll meet. Personally, it's the best virtual networking event platform I have ever used and most connected event I have attended. Visit markmoyer.com slash win again dash academy. Life's about balance. Yes. It can't be all good and yes. it's certainly not going to be all bad. Yeah. And it's wonderful to hear about the network you have of women supporting women. I mean, yes. that's part of this podcast. If you don't have that network already within your cell phone, lean into listening to these stories. Like yeah. I hope you all feel as empowered and encouraged by Jess's words as I do, because the stories are similar. We mm -hmm. may look different. We may live in different places or have different jobs, but we're all going on this roller coaster of life in our career and in our personal life. Yeah. And I love how much you you've shared with us. And I want to just keep on this train and ask mm -hmm. you about one of the biggest hurdles you've had to overcome specifically and what was the lesson that you learned? I think it was actually letting women into my life because when I first got in the industry, I didn't, and I, I was being naive. I didn't think any other woman was trying to make it in sports. I thought it was just like me and a bunch of dudes. And so finally, as time went on, like I'm not, my male mentors are phenomenal. They're great. But as time went on, it was, I got over myself. It was like, just like, you're, you're, you're good. You can be independent, but like, let these women help you. And I think that's what it came down to. So I was, I'm great with men, but women sometimes scare the, like they terrify me, like just with working with them. And that's because like, I'm a woman myself. I know I've been catty before. I know I've been jealous. I've been insecure. And it was actually like when my close friends, like when Luba, Rachel Luba would open up to me and tell me that she struggles with certain things, Melanie, Danny, you're in, like you said, looking at my Instagram, like, I'm like, I'm the shit, right? Nothing ever is bad. But then when my, the same thing with my girlfriends, when I think they're all great and then they call me crying, they call me saying that like a boy didn't text them back. They're upset because they had like a weird situation at work. I'm like, okay. The fact that these women need my help is phenomenal and they struggle that that means my struggles are apparent there. I'm aware of them. These things happen. And so I think it was embracing them because once I was like, I'm all alone on this Island. And instead of just being like a, nobody could help me, it was overcoming the hurdle of like, get over yourself. You can, you can ask for help. You can, you can do these things, Jess, but it's nice to have like a cheerleader behind you. It's nice to have like the attaboys and stuff like that. Cause at the end of the day, there's like, I, I have my sports girls and my non-sports girls and you need them. You need both of them equally. Um, I need to text Danny and be like, Hey, 
I had a really shitty interview today, but he was on your show three months ago. Why was he better on your show? And some like, you have to just remind yourself it's not always going to be great. And, but Danny's going to understand what a shitty interview could be like. And Courtney can understand that. Like, I feel fat today and I don't want to be on camera. And that alone will screw you up, you know, and you need to call mommy. Sometimes I call my mom crying twice a week. And that's an exaggeration, like twice a month sometimes. And you need those, those women in your life. So it's, it's that. And then I think also getting over the fact that like, I don't have a college education. It's not a big deal anymore. I'm not saying education isn't important. It definitely is, but I need to stop like using that as an insecurity because I've learned things that I would have never learned in school. And, and I think that's what it is. And that's part of the authentic stuff. I'm not going to lie about my resume. It's not great. Like it's, it's, I mean, it is now, but like the college stuff and I wasn't a great math student, like that's fine. So I think it's just stuff like that. And at the end of the day, Emily, everything kind of is a hurdle in this industry and in life, you know, and I feel like whether it's work-related or not, it's like, oh, there's another one. Here we go, you know, and, but it's like, it's, it's, it's tackling them. And, and, you know, like it was a weird week and I was getting weird messages about some stuff and it's like, okay, well, how am I going to react to this? So I think the biggest hurdle is how you're reacting to the hurdles. Yeah. And controlling your reaction. And it's gone back to confidence in yourself and your career, Mm -hmm. um, leaning in and letting people into your life so that you have an outlet. I think some of our darkest days come when we're not sharing what we're truly going through. And it makes it even harder today through social media. I do it too. I mean, I'll have a great photo from Um, from work, but you don't know what happened that morning. You know, I may have completely messed something up and had to, to salvage that. Um, I may have been running really late and like yelled at my kids, you know, I'm not, that's not happening on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, And so being able to have the people in your life to talk about those things and let, let those imperfections show um, and be vulnerable about them is really important to show up as your best self. Um, Cause otherwise you're, you're faking it. Oh yeah. Uh, well, it, I mean, it, you even told me when I took all those photos at the uh, Aces stadium, Yeah. You're like, Oh, you did such a good job. I'm like mama, there was like 75 that went in the trash real quick. Like, but that one, okay, let's yeah. go. But it was, it was tough to take it. And I was, but I was like, that goes to show like a lot of outtakes, tons of outtakes. It's, it's such a metaphor though, yeah. because isn't that life, right? Yeah. Like you have all these outtakes just in your day to day, forgetting something, messing something up, um, you know, so making an error, yes. falling on your face. Um, but then you can, you can extract like the best that you did. And that's mm-hmm. all that you need to move forward yeah. on, onto the next, um, onto the next project. And we need to stop flipping it too. Like, what is it? Like, I will forget a lot of the compliments I get, but I will remember the crappy message. It's true. Joe four, five, three, two, one said to me on Twitter, and we need to do better about that. Remember all the good stuff. 100%. So real quick while you brought it up. So Jess was at the ballpark, um, the other week and Mm -hmm. she took these incredible photos by herself. (laughs) And she said, I see this posted on social media and I'm like, you came to the ballpark alone. How (laughs) did you get these amazing photos? Do you have any quick tips for us on capturing great content for those who are trying to elevate their social media? Yeah. So like you said, it's kind of like, I try to put my mind And for my writings too, I think about what would the fan want to read? And I think about what would the consumer want to consume? And for me, it was like, okay, well, I want to show off that I'm wearing like a cute outfit, but I also, because I want to show you can still cover a baseball game. You can still do whatever and still look put together. Like, I, I really don't feel like that's an issue, whether I'm going on camera or not, I still like to look cute. And, um, cause I, I love fashion too. It's like an extra, it's like something that I'm very prideful in. Like, I love getting myself together and everything like that. Um, I have a ring light that I love and a tripod will be your best friend. And it's the tripod and, um, the timer, because 
last year when I launched Bok Talk for NBC Sports, they were like, well, we have to take some photos of you. I'm like, how are we going to do that? And they're like, oh, just go in your backyard and do it. And I was like, that's stupid. But then as time went on, I was like, okay, okay. And then you want to like make it look authentic and you can do that with like presets um, on, you know, editing and stuff. I swear by presets, Rachel kind of turned me into this anal person about making sure everything looks good. And you want to, because you think about it this way, my agent, who was great, he said, everything that you post on social media is your resume. That is your, that's you saying like, so if I go on, if even if I don't post it on LinkedIn, I don't add it to my resume. If I tweet an article out on Twitter, somebody might read that from a different place and be like, oh, this is interesting. And same thing from everything else. So if you keep that in the very back of your mind, not too forward, because you don't want to over exude yourself and be like, what if Fox Sports sees this and they think it's bad? It's like, first of all, I'm just going to do whatever I want. And the people that have hired me know that this is what we're getting from Jess. And you want to, and, and that's also a thing too. You want to still be authentic because that's why people reach out. And that's why I get the guests is because I'm not fake who I am. If I approach them, I'm very approachable, vice versa. Um, so it, it's kind of like from that, what would you want to see from a certain perspective? You'd be aware of your demographic. I know I work in sports. So unfortunately, my demographic is a lot of like old white dudes, but what are you going to do? Um, and, but I, I try not to over like think about that too much because I do want, to be a role model to young women and everything like that. Um, and it, same thing, 75 outtakes, but you got one photo. Even think about models. We all watched Tyra Banks, Next Top Model. How many photos were they taking? A trillion for that one photo. And that's no different, right? And and yeah. so it's just like that and have fun with it, dude. Like this is your, if you, especially if it's just like, oh, I just want to take a fo pretty photo, have fun with it. And, or, you know, how can I, add this photo to something else be like should I write a blog about like it took me 75 tries to do this like think about how to expand the especially in digital you know or do like a quick I love Instagram lives because people are always curious about like what I'm up to what I'm eating what show I'm watching what game I'm watching Rachel and I would do that sometimes we have a live Q&A during the world series and we just like people want to know especially now we all know that we're working from home like it's not like anything so you don't need to pretty background you just do what you got to do and I put my phone up against my purse in the dugout of Aces Stadium and figured it out somehow and just you see the, the lay of the land and then just have fun with it I love that and <laughs> you did bring up Rachel Luba so I want to talk about your podcast uh corked up and what's it all about why did you start it? Where is it going? What's the best part? What's your biggest challenge? Tell us about Corked Up with Rachel Luba um, presented by Momentum. Yeah, it's um, it's funny because I, I read an article about her and I was like, this, this is so interesting. I didn't know Trevor had a new agent, everything like that, Trevor Bauer. And um, so I followed her and she quickly followed me back and she slid into my DMs because I'm a lady. And um, she said, hey, like Trevor wants to have you on a podcast. He's a big fan of your work. Um, and I was like, if I have time, I guess I can go on Trevor Bauer's podcast. And so as time went on, um, I was heading to spring training. This was last year. She was like, well, actually, I think I want to start a podcast, um, but I need a co-host. And I'm so oblivious, Emily. Like, I don't know when people are into me or whatever. And I was like, oh, do you want me to like ask around? And she was like, no, just like we we want you to try out for it. And I was like, oh, she's like, yeah, all the guys like mentioned your name it would be really cool. And the co-founder of Momentum with Trevor is Tyke Green. And he'd been following my work for a while. And I never thought I'd meet anybody who would work harder than me, but it's Tyke Green, you know? And so I show up at the Momentum house, which is kind of like a hype house, whatever the kids call it, and where they just would bring in players and they would have them and create content, podcast, video, digital, social media stuff. And I walked in and we, they're like, oh, just sit down and like, we'll figure it out. So we put like headphones on, pour a glass of wine. And we were like, well, let's just like talk. And we ended up talking for three hours and we thought it was going to be 30 minutes. Some baseball stuff, some non-baseball stuff, stuff only like women in sports can relate to. Um, and she told me this one story how she wanted to actually change her name to be gender fluid. 
And I went through that even in little league. I was like, can you just say Jesse? Cause if you say Jessica over the, over the loudspeaker, people are going to think it's weird that a girl's playing baseball. And later on, it's like, no, I'm going to fucking embrace being feminine. And she did the same thing with the way that she dresses. Cause we're always like nervous. Like we don't want to come off too much or not, or too, too little. I'm like, obviously we're not going to be wearing a bikini in the clubhouse, but we also don't want to just water it down to make people comfortable. And so it went from that. And just as a reporter and a very naturally curious person, I wanted to learn from her and people are so obsessed with behind the scenes stuff. So if I had a random question that I was thinking of, it's like, oh, well, let's talk about that. So I'll text her and be like, hey, let's talk about this on there and that on there. And sometimes like we don't understand certain things just as baseball media consumers, because I'm still trying to figure out the supplemental draft. I still have no idea what that means, even though I've been explained twice, but she's there to kind of break it down for like, like I'm five, like, okay, I get it now. And, and vice versa. Cause she's always curious about working in the media. And, and so we can learn from each other and it's, she's one of my closest friends. So it's just like two girls drinking wine, talking about how, like our struggles as women in, in baseball and it's both good and bad. And we also want to remind people, like we had one episode where we get a lot of crap on social media, but there are good messages that come out of there. You know, I've inspired somebody like not even to start in sports media, but they always wanted to be a nurse. So they went back to school to be a nurse because they saw what I was doing and they were like, well, if she can do it, why can't I? And that's literally should be my, my tag because sometimes I'm like, how am I doing this? It makes no sense. But, and it's fun. We learn from each other and we get cool guests on and we even just like a crazy week we talk about like all the things that she's going through and she's obviously Trevor Bauer's agent he's like the biggest free agent right now and learning from that and you know our most recent episode I think comes out today we talk about what her relationship is like with me she's an agent I'm in the media people are going to wonder how did they work with that does Jessica know certain things about Trevor's free agency and how does that work People are super curious about that. And I'm always getting asked, so why not create a platform for it and um, and everything like that? So it's very just female friendly, but we know our demographic is obviously going to have a lot of men and we have a merch line that we both got to make our own little shirts for and everything like that. So it's it's been really, really fun. And the future is kind of, I don't know, fluid. And I think that's what's cool is beyond just baseball media, we can do so much with it. You know, we want to be inspiring for young girls and we want to inspire, you know, men to be like, Hey, I look up to you. Like men are finally telling me like, Hey, Jess, I look up to you. And that's amazing. So it's, there's so many different responsibilities that come with it rather than just, what are we going to talk about on the podcast? It's, you know, people want us to talk to their, their classes and everything like that. And our journeys are so different, but so similar at the same time and everything like that. And the chemistry is really good. Cause I don't mind like kind of giving her shit and vice versa. And so it's just, it's really fun. And we managed to do it during a pandemic and still managed to create some good stuff and people are really loving it. So it's been great. And I feel like it has a big, big future. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. And for all the listeners, I'll link it up in the show notes so you can subscribe and rate and share the corked up podcast with Jess and Rachel. And it's really like another testament to you and your authenticity. It's how you're landing every opportunity is Mm -hmm. being you. Mm -hmm. So for anyone who's doubting themselves or who they are, gosh, Jess is just an example of how you don't need to do that anymore. You need to figure out a way to work through it. And she's given you an incredible amount of advice in this podcast to help you move through that doubt, move past those haters to really lean into the one and only you. And so I want to ask you, what is your best advice for women? You've given so much, but is, is there one, one specific tip you can share today? I feel like, I mean, I'm going to preach authenticity again, but that's so important because you don't want to go through life questioning who you are. You want to discover things about yourself, but you can't be like, who am I? What's going on? Like, that's a little too philosophical, but figure out what you like and little things that bring you joy, whether it's a bubble bath or a really good 
You just want to be on Pinterest for four hours planning a wedding you might never have. I don't know. Whatever makes you happy. And you need to embrace it too. Like I, I, when I go online sometimes and people, I can say literally, this is my opinion. And people are going to say, no, you're wrong. And it's like, okay, well, that's fine. But I tweeted it out and I felt good about it. What have you. Um, so I think it's embracing the journey to discovering who you are because the bad and the good ultimately make you who you are in the end. And it's just like a fun little thing. Like, I don't like this. And it's okay to cut people out of your life that don't deserve to be there because think about it this way. If you treat yourself like you would treat your best friend, you know, like if I see somebody coming at a friend and I, and I go to bat for them, why not do that for yourself? You know, and that means you're going to be mad at your friend for maybe having a really crappy relationship, but then you have a, a bad person in your life. Think about it that way. And you don't always have to tell them why you don't want them a part of your life. You can just unfollow them and, and just move about your life and remind yourself why. And then in the next few days, you remind yourself like, oh, I'm so much more calm. So that journey is about who deserves to be there and who doesn't. And like, even me as public as I am about who I am, I, not everybody gets to see my vulnerable side. And you want to remind yourself from that too, and embrace your vulnerabilities as well, because vulnerability isn't always like, oh, I can cry watching the notebook. That's not vulnerability. Vulnerability will always lead to authenticity. And that means you are comfortable with something, you're uncomfortable with something, and you have to do that in order to keep going through those chapters of your life and what you want out of life. And I even have a note thing dedicated to, if I ever have like a job that I get to write in a contract, everything I would want in that contract. So create, create like your own notes about the contract for your life. And, and that's, that's great in of itself. It's just, it's a Pinterest board, right? It's a vision board, if you will. And you can manifest that stuff and it comes true. And even if it doesn't, don't think about how you're going to get there. Enjoy the process and pick up little cool things in the way and remind yourself that it's not always going to be easy. It's how, like I said, you deal with some of those hurdles, but it's actually really fun going through all the BS in order to discover who you are because you're like, dang, I made it through that. I did that. And I had to get rid of some people along the way. I had to throw away some trash and, and deal with that. But when you get rid of all those, like, it's like when you get a good haircut, you get away, get rid of all those dead ends. Mama, you're good. You're thriving. And it's just like that. Yeah. And I love that you scribe, describe authenticity as a journey. Yeah. Because we don't wake up knowing exactly who we are, what yeah. we're going to do and how our life is going to unfold. But the fun thing is it's one little win at a time yes. that leads to your success yep. and your happiness. For me, I mean, Jess and I are both small town girls. She's yep. from Reno. I'm from this little town. I say, oh, I'm from an hour north of Chicago and people yep. just stick with the word Chicago, yep. but really my town had like 3000 people yep. in it. I grew up on six and a half acres. I had two brothers and no neighbors. And I'm an extrovert. I get energy from people. And the yeah. only people around me were my two brothers. There and so <laughs> I was a tomboy who played yeah. a lot of sports and the sports thing was authentically me. Turns out I'm really not a tomboy. Yeah. And I discovered that in college, I was a sorority girl. I'm not yeah. ashamed to admit that because those right. are my best friends today, 20 yeah. years later. And it was one little win, one little yeah. exposure after another that helped me become me. I recently, yeah. probably inspired by talking to Jess today, but posted a little bit of something about speaking on camera or oh, yeah, speaking into yeah. a microphone and you guys, I couldn't even order a pizza in high school. My mom would ask, Hey, can you, you know, call in the order for the family? I know, you know, I'd like run in my room and hide yeah. and lo and behold, I, now I have a podcast. Yeah. I love being interviewed by the media. Um, I love sharing the good news of the aces or whatever project that I'm working on, but it wasn't, it wasn't something I knew from the beginning. So right. Self-discovery is real and yeah. allow yourself the grace, the patience, and the vulnerability to work into being yeah. your authentic self. 
Yeah, I love that. And so I could talk to you all day, um, right. <laughs> but we will. We discovered that when we met too. Like I know we stood outside in the freezing cold <laughs> yes. with barely, you know, warm yep. enough clothes on right. for an hour. Um, yep. I think it might've started raining at one point. Yes. Um, but yeah, we'll wrap it up for the listeners because there's just so much to absorb from this episode. And I want you just to leave us with your favorite quote. I'm excited about this. Um, so I'm a, I'm a quote obsessed person and to the point where I'm like, do I even have a favorite quote? And this one always like re, uh, comes back to me and I love arrows. So um, I have an, have an arrow tattoo and it's the, the quote is an arrow can only be shot by pulling it backwards. So when life is dragging you back with difficulties, it means that it's going to launch you into something great. So just focus and keep aiming. And every time I've dealt with the struggle or I keep complaining about work, the next day, the next week, something amazing happened. And I think that's life right before, like, don't give up, don't quit. There's, there's a difference between knowing you've given it your, your best and you've tried and everything you you've done from that. And even when you said they were like, maybe I'm not a tomboy. Cause like, even with sports, I love sports, but there was a point in my life where I was so consumed with them. I was like, do I even like sports or am I just doing this for work? And you need to have that conversation and be like, oh no, I actually do really love sports, but you have to like, think about it. Like you don't want to just do it because I want to work in sports. So boys will like me. I want to work in sports because whatever it's so glamorous. It's not, let's be honest, but it's, it's from that dynamic and even when I got my arrow tattoo, it was the guy who was doing it was like, I've been practicing arrow tattoos. This is so weird. And, and that alone was like a cool moment for me. And it's just a good reminder that right before you want to give up is when miracles happen every single time. And my story alone with that crying phone call to Melanie is why I'm here today. And even this week, and I told you, I got some really crappy messages. I was texting my girlfriends. I was like, I'm done. I'm like, so over this situation. Like I'm overworking in sports. I don't want to do this. And they were like, just stop. And I'm like, I, I know I'm being dramatic, but for a second, I really want to quit. And I didn't quit because I would have been pissed off if I did that to myself, but remind yourself as much as I've succeeded and I'm I'm thriving in this industry. I still sometimes do not want to deal with it. And, and that's mainly from a personal standpoint. And I have a lot of responsibilities now. It's not just, oh, go out and cover the A's, go cover the giants. It's women are, are looking up to me. Young women are looking up to me. And I would rather be called, I'm going to say it like this week, I was called a whore by a random person that got my number. I would rather take that on than any girl who is scared to step foot in a clubhouse. I would rather take it on than have them deal with it. Like, cool. If you want me to be at the front lines taking it, I'll do it. But you better be prepared because I'm about to be very, very successful because of your hatred. And that's okay. So it's all about the arrow. Keep going forward. Sometimes arrows go weird. They go diagonal and it's like a mess, but they eventually hit the bullseye. And you need to remind yourself that the bullseye is the light at the end of the tunnel, but there's always going to be another thing to do. So just like have fun with it, embrace it. And even when you think about an arrow, you're anticipating where it's going to land. It may be on the bullseye, or maybe you shouldn't take up archery. Either way, you're going to learn something about yourself. So I am obsessed with that quote. And I wish I knew it word by word, but I'm always scared I'm going to forget it. So I always make sure I know it. And it's helped me through a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. And that's why it's on my body at that, as that constant reminder to keep on pushing, because it, if you want something, you can get it. And that's, we all have it. A lot of us are just lazy and you have to put in the work and get over yourself and beautiful things will happen. Jess Kleinschmidt, boy, oh boy, mic drop for this episode. Thank you for sharing your authentic self, which was no surprise at all. And so many tips to help us level up and be who we're meant to be. Where can we follow you? How can we make sure we stay in touch? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at KleinschmidtJD and then Instagram, Jessica Kleinschmidt. Um, literally when I was in Reno, this girl found me on Instagram, taking photos at the stadium. 
And I was on a phone call with her two hours later, giving her advice. I'm open about everything. Um, little scared to give out my number after this week, um, but my email is always available. Emily, give it out to whoever needs it. Um, I'm very, I have no problem talking to anybody. May not even be about sports media. You can talk to me about anything, especially being a woman, not just in a male dominated industry, but being a woman in society is tough. So if I, if I can offer anything up, do not hesitate to reach out. I'll tell it like it is. Um, cause it's not always great, but at the end of the day, when you find out who you are, it's a hundred percent worth it. Hey, 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 I told you that interview was going to be bananas with Jess talk about authenticity, owning her story and just ready to inspire from head to toe. Let's go into the top four takeaways. Number one, quick two to five word sentences from just to empower you right now. Ask for help. Say no. Color code your calendar. Have an outlet. Root for yourself. Know you can do it. Number two, on confidence. Name and own your imperfections so others can't hold it against you. If you do this, you've got the power. Number three, when you feel imposter syndrome coming on, know it, name it, see it coming, and then flip the script. You are there for a reason. You do deserve it. And you can always phone a friend if you need the extra boost to know that you are boss. And number four, there is no competition when you are being yourself. Hey you, did you join my email list? I want to stay in touch with you so that you'll have the heads up on new podcast episodes and get the tips you are looking for to empower you to level up. It's easy to sign up. Head on over to emilyjansen.com. I'm so excited you are here and I can't wait to help lead you forward in the career of your dreams. Again, that's emilyjanson.com. Thank you for listening to the Leadership is Female podcast. It means the world to me that you chose to spend your time with this podcast today. If you like this episode, subscribe, share, and review. What can you do today to lead her forward? We will do our part to lead her forward because leadership is female. Thank you for joining us. This podcast was recorded and edited by Emily Jansen, public relations by Paige Hegedus, and distributed by Anchor FM.